Welcome to the Jesus Said Love podcast. This is a space where we talk about what it means to awaken hope and empower change. Listen, for over a decade, Em and I have been fostering relationships with men and women who've been impacted by the commercial sex industry. And it's through those relationships that Jesus Said Love was born. We figured it was time to talk about what this ministry has taught us and is still teaching us along the way. I promise it's gonna be a place of conversation and story. And we hope you learn something new. Maybe you see something in a new way. Fun fact, you're gonna hear music because Brett and I are musicians. Yep. We can't just talk, nope. we gotta sing and play too. We do. Here's the deal guys. Our hope is that as you hear these stories, that you'll tap into your own story and that you'll be encouraged to live and love well, like Jesus. Hey. hey, and we're back. I'm your host, Emily Mills, and welcome. Oh my gosh. What? No. <laughs> I thought that'd be funny. No. Emily Mills, welcome to the show today. Uh, are we starting <laughs> over? No, we're not. We're in it. We're, we're in it. We're going. Okay, that was the intro. Yeah, we're that so clever? glad you guys are here. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Love it. Thanks. <laughs> I was driving around all day thinking about that intro. Oh my gosh. You're funny. I try. Mm-hmm. So um, I hope you enjoyed last week. I yeah. mean, the Refit girls kind of blew it up. And I think that was great. I'm still thinking about their tribe. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. Yeah, they, what they call a tribe, what we call a family. Um, you know, some of those terms are very different depending on just kind of where you go and what circle you fall in. But I, I think the main thing that I took away from them was that what they have offered in terms of practicing radical acceptance is beautiful, that every body belongs and practicing not only self-acceptance, but a community that is willing to accept you just as you are. It's just, it's just powerful. And I saw on the interwebs that they have this deal coming up called donuts, dudes, and dancing or something. They want you to dance, Brett. I may go slosh it. <laughs> slosh and I slide. I may go slosh it. We'll just have to see. You'll have to find out. You'll have to subscribe to this podcast. I think yep. I just said subscribe. You said subscribe. There's a B. It's <laughs> There's okay. a B in there. It's subscribe right. to find out if I did, in fact, go and go. slosh it. There you go. What are we doing today, babe? I wanted to talk about music because it's a thread that defines our beginning, but I also wanted just to play a little bit of some of our songs that kind of depict the narrative of this journey kind of just break down, um, why music. And I really was thinking about one of my favorite, uh, poets, authors is Maya Angelou. And she says, music was my refuge. I could crawl into the space between the notes and curl my back to loneliness. Mm. And so I got to thinking about that and I thought that's exactly what music was for me from the time I was eight years old. Music was this place where I probably was singing before then, but I, I, for some reason, eight years old just rings kind of to where I kind of came to consciousness about the gift of music and the gift of my voice and the gift of being able to kind of have fun and play. And I just felt like it was this safe space. I could mimic what I was hearing, whether it was Cindy Lauper, Madonna, Whitney Houston. I mean, I just remember going, ooh, I could do that. I wonder, ooh, or I wonder, or ooh, I cannot do that, you know? Um, And it just became a place of free experimentation for me. And that creativity and that safety in experimentation really let me take risk from 
for externally. Like if I could have this place internally with music and song, it helped build in me a resilience toward taking risks in other areas. Now, this is with your voice. Sure. Because you don't play anything. I mean, you do play, but you yeah, don't play t- publicly yet. Uh, not really. I mean, unless you follow me on Instagram and you'll see me hacking away at the piano a little right. bit. Love Waco, if you want to go follow my personal account. Um, so you'll see, see me singing a little bit there, on banging on the piano. I'm definitely by ear. I took piano as a little girl um, and, you know, just was not in terms of being some sort of musical prodigy that could just pick up music and learn theory really quickly. I definitely didn't have that more avant-garde. What about you, Brett? So you, you said you got that itch at eight. So we're two years apart. That would put me at 10 and I got my itch around six. Mm-hmm. And I had... I'm thinking back here. I'm trying to imagine myself in the living room of my parents' floor. I guess it'd be my floor too. But I had that <laughs> that one of those little mini Casio keyboards. Mm-hmm. Like, Love the Casio. You know that? I mean, it was like stocking size, and it you know it only had you could only play one. You couldn't play chords because it would be all wonky. It's oh. called polyphony in the business. Okay. And I remember picking out melodies even as a five year old to songs I would hear. So. Like I, what? Well, what songs were you hearing? No, I let me think. A journey. Mm-hmm. Um, that line, that total hook line in "Faithfully." Play it. Um, How did it go? Oh gosh, you put me on the spot here. Well, yeah, journey. It's... Okay, so I totally hacked that. Yeah, I, you hacked it. You didn't it's tell okay. me we were going to do that. But, okay. <laughs> That's what this is for. I you kinda, said, let's go. I kind of broke out into a sweat. <laughs> and so I remember just, for me, it was just pastime. My brother was an athlete, and mm-hmm. so I tried to be an athlete, but I wouldn't get at it. Um, but that keyboard was a safe space for me. Mm-hmm. So when I would come home from school, I would go straight to the keyboard and just... Offload. Yeah. I think that's what music was for me was offloading. And so it's interesting that you have that had that experience even as a child. I think that's the beauty of music is that it is a free form of therapy, really. I mean, anyone can sing and play. Now, obviously, not everybody enjoys it. Um, but there's something to be found in terms of offloading stress, you know, even in the Psalms or when you hear about, you know, David coming in and playing, you know, the 10 string or whatever it was, you know, the lyre, you know, for King Saul who had like neurotic, you know, psychological, um, a lot of anxiety going on. And he would ask David to come in and just play for him so that the noise of his mind would still, that's what music has been for us. Yeah, and I don't, uh, even hearing you say those words right now, I don't know that I would have had that language. I just knew that when I would go into my room and close the door and fire up, by that that point, I had graduated to a larger keyboard that could afford (laughs) chords being played on it. And the next thing I would know, it'd be three and a half hours later. Yeah, time stops, right? Time stops. There is no, yeah, there's no time when you the get lost. The issues that it. happened at school stopped. Right. It's like you get lost in yeah. this. 
pleasure and, and center. It, but really. it, it even came with its own frustrations because if there was a song I was trying to learn, you know, I'd have to put, I'd have headphones on for the keyboard and I have to, and then my little Walkman or my little mm-hmm. radio, I'd have to listen with the other ear. And if I was trying to learn something, I couldn't get it. Yeah. You know, it was just repetition. Keep yeah. going back, keep yeah, going back, totally. keep going back. And so... I did the same with licks and runs with Whitney Houston. Keep singing them? Totally. Your just voice tra- would crack and it's like, crap, start over. Absolutely. Just like almost just a diligence that was like, I'm not going to quit until I can try to make myself do this. Now, did you sing it with her <laughs> or did you turn her off and just go for it? It depended. So you learn, I, w- I would find yoking myself to the master, right? I would find myself like she would be singing whoever I was trying to kind of, you know, imitate in some way. And so I would sing along with them until then it was like, Ooh, okay. Rewind, you know, on your little cassette tape, rewind. Okay. Do it again. Do it again. And then to where I would get off book, if you will, and just try it on my own. And then what was really fun is you then you adapt and you go, well, okay, that's what they did. Well, I wonder if I could do that in this song, but change this lick to that lick and then add your own flavor in it. That's mm. what became like really fun. So you're doing what the American Idol judges tell people. You're making it your own. Oh. You were doing that at an early age before Simon There Cowell. you go. Speaking of American Idol, did you hear they're coming to Waco? I know. I yeah. thought it was a joke at first, and then I looked like around no, for real. Legit. It's really coming here. We are. We're on the map, man. Cool kid American in Texas, Idol. Waco, well, Texas. And we're stri- we're situated, you know, between Austin and Dallas. We're not far from Houston. We'll get a lot of people, even from Oklahoma, I'm sure, who will make the trek and stand in the line, and you know. Um, but who would have thunk? Who would have thunk? Oh, that Waco, Texas, Waco, Texas, American would Idol. Be a stop for well, we had Idol. Holly Tucker on The Voice. I mean, she was like a six, like Team Blake. True. You know, Holly was like a, you know, she was she was there doing the the big times. You know, back in the day, Waco was the hub of Christian music. It was. You, Word music you're was right. founded here in Waco, yeah, Texas. That's right. Yeah, interesting. Um, hmm. If you haven't watched a documentary about music and cities and how music develops, there's a documentary on Netflix, I, I believe it's still there, called Muscle Shoals. Uh. And it's really, really powerful and incredible. But just that idea of the the river kind of coming. There's something about that river sound. Mm -hmm. There's something about communities built on a river and the song that kind of rises from the river. You know, Um, it's just really, it's it's a great, it's an incredible documentary. So go watch it if you love music. Well, even where we sit here at 1500 Columbus, you know, right behind Mm -hmm. us is a big white house. It used to be owned by David David Crowder. Crowder. Mm -hmm. And there's a... There's a barn, barn back there that actually backs up to our parking lot, mm-hmm. and that's where they made a lot of their records. Yeah, it's really cool. So in fact, you, I think one of the videos that was, um, was it He Loves Us video was filmed in there? Or was that at Asterix? I don't know. I don't studios. remember. I, I know. I, maybe the light bright one. What was that? I Shine yeah. Your light? SMS, yeah, yeah. Pinafore, or what? I don't know what it was called. I don't know. I think but. that's a ship. <laughs> anyway, there was a lot. there. Had, yeah, Waco's been kind of a, a neat musical place and and I think that that culture is continuing 
to emerge with, um, we've got some new, even people coming into town who are doing the Keep Waco Loud thing, mm-hmm. you know, that's really bringing forth different artists like punk and rock and rap that aren't as prevalent because really country music and gospel music or Christian music have been at the forefront of what Waco's produced. And there is a there is a need and a desire for more diversity in that space. So um, Keep Waco Loud is, is one of the groups really trying to develop that music scene here more inclusion but um so are you suggesting we're the next seattle <laughs> I, I i just hope was we'll, that punk or grunge or both it was yeah grunge, grunge for sure um but i you know it's funny like i think the vision for waco just is is in some ways like, to me this is what i hope for my city because because i name this as my city now i've lived here longer than my hometown of origin and we both claim waco as as our hometown now. And, um, and so I think what I hope for our city is what I hope for my own self. And that that is that Waco would be fully alive in who Waco is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the same idea for my own life. I want to be fully alive, uniquely alive in the space that only I can exhibit on the earth, you know? And I think we don't have to be the next anything. We just need to be fully alive Mm -hmm. and fully embracing of our pain, of the horrible tragedies that happened here, of the beauty that's come from it. And the fact that we're still here and we're still building and we're still resurrecting, you know, from so many ashes, so many layers deep of Mm -hmm. tragedy and, and pain. And what a beautiful seedbed for music to grow out of. Totally. So you said um, fully alive. Yeah. But I would also add to that fully realized. Because yeah. I think when we're fully realized, we can acknowledge the painful parts of mm-hmm. what... It's part of our story. There are scars. Yeah. Um, we at JSL are here today because way back when, this was a significant place for mm-hmm. commercial sex industry. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. we were the second red light district in the nation yeah. in Waco, Texas. Right. Um, who knew about that? Right. But it makes what we do today even so much more significant in my mind. Yeah. That at one point there were over hundreds mm-hmm. of card carrying prostitutes mm-hmm. here in our city. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, and that there was even a preacher, a Methodist preacher. Mm-hmm who came through and wanted to minister to them. Mm-hmm. And because he was ministering to them, he got kicked out of his own church. Yeah, we'll have a whole conversation about that. I mean, but I just look at that and I just, yeah. Yeah. So music is something that I think is a language that's universal. And we talked about this a little bit with the Refit Gals, that dance, movement, dance, uh, music are very universal languages. Every culture has them. Um, every culture needs music. Um, to, to get along. And for us, as even as kids, we can look back. Of course, we didn't have that language then, but we can look back and go, man, that was how we, we rose again. That's how we repaired. Like, that's how we healed. That's how we offloaded. That's how we had fun. That's how, you know, things made sense to us if we could sing or if you could play. Um, and so as I was thinking about you know, music, it embraces both pain and beauty really beautifully, which is why it's universal because our brains are just wired for story and music, whether you're just playing it or singing lyrics to it, it tells a story, you know, and everybody 
feels and senses that story a little bit differently. When I was thinking and doing, I guess it was about three or four years ago, um, and just began going back to my past and to my childhood and looking at some of the painful places of overcoming what neglect and childhood sexual abuse really meant um, in my life and how it settled into me, I really began to uncover um, this idea that each of us as women are carrying around little girl. Uh, There's a little girl that is still needing a voice, needing to be told she's safe and she's okay now and she can sing. And so I wrote this song. We were preparing for Wild Torch, our annual fundraiser, and I wanted to start the whole evening with... um, I teamed up with Brooke Schlecke, who's a dance and a choreographer and just modern movement. She's incredible. And so she choreographed this beautiful routine to this song that I wrote called Little Girl Unafraid. And we opened the whole night with one little girl on stage kind of dancing around with like she was in a room looking out her window and with her teddy bear. And it just became this beautiful entry point of girl to womanhood through Wild Torch. So let's sing Little Girl Unafraid. Little girl, great big world Little girl, unafraid No fear, there's only love here Little exactly where I was sitting writing it just in our old house in the living room it was kind of my morning thumb around on the guitar time and um and that song came out so it's so delicate and honest Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, it has two chords in it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's all I could play. <laughs> right. But <laughs> when I gave works. you the song. <laughs> God. Yeah, it's the power of melody. Mm-hmm. It's really the power of melody in music that you can take three chords, two chords, and whip around that thing like just a beautiful tapestry of notes and bring it to life, you know? Mm-hmm. You don't miss. It doesn't have to be a full-on orchestra. Yeah, you don't have you to know? have all the flash and dash You don't have stuff. to, yeah. There's a, there's a place for it, but obviously... As we were doing, I was still seeing that little girl dance. That yeah, was so cool. That was I know. A good idea. I know. It was great. Um, what other songs? What do you? What else do you want to play? Now that we're into it. Well, you want to do another one right now? You want? Why keep... not? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that breath in there. Oh, you are. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe take us into, like. Uh, I. Th- Okay. I'm, I, we're going to do Interrupt Me, and here's why we're going to do Interrupt Me, because it's one of my favorite songs that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that I wish we had done more on the road yeah. when we were on the road a lot more than mm-hmm. we are now, um, because I feel like it's one of those songs. It started out real slow. You know, we recorded two versions of it. Yeah, So, and we can talk about our process a little bit, because usually I end up coming to you with a song. And, yes, and you are I'm definitely the songwriter. the songwriter. And then you end up kind of filling it out, producing it, and making it into a little more of, you know, what it is. You you help it make sense. Yeah, so... But usually I come with, like, verse, bridge, chord, and an idea. Well, now, idea. this one I think we wrote, we actually did write together. I don't remember. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time, but I, yeah. I think I did have a hand in some, some, <laughs> some of the words. words. Some of the words. Some words. Not all of them, yeah. but maybe a quarter. So this one, we did record slow first, and then I remember when we did our second album, or I think it was the second album, with Never Too Far, when Ross King, and we really wanted to kind of beef it up a little bit in a sense where it, it just it's saying such big stuff yeah the way we kind of well, wanted to give it some grit i just had some fun with you kind of spit out some rhyme with the bridge i just well um yeah i heard it i was in cameron park and we needed something to go in this instru- instrumental place to build it back up and make it just yeah grit of what it was and so I just remember in my head saying this works lyrically if I can get my tongue to move this fast and say this many things this in this way it could be really powerful and so Ross was like if you think you can pull it off like let's go ahead and give it a go and try it so that's what we did and uh yeah it's fun you ready
but our breath And we will be forgotten And everything we hope will vanish like the wind But you are the reality From now into eternity The lust that steals my peace Interrupt the tongue that sins with ease And breathes the praise of God In one breath and fire in another Interrupt the pride that hangs on tight The fear that loses sight Interrupt the lust that steals my peace Interrupt the day that vanity can chase away Every moment, every day Interrupt my life for your glory And interrupt the fear that holds on No way. <laughs> hey, you sound good on that, girl. Well, thanks. That was fun to sing. I don't think we've done like just the strip down. No, version. that works. And I didn't even know you were going to go into the rippy rap right there. So I was like, <laughs> oh crap, what does it go to? We made yeah, it. Yeah, you had to do it. We made it. It's just like, hold on tight and let's just go. We want to take a quick second to tell you about an incredible social enterprise. Lovely Enterprises is the social enterprise of Jesus Said Love, and its aim is reducing recidivism into the sex industry by providing livable wage jobs and launching micro businesses. So take a listen to Stephanie, one of our entrepreneurs, applying for her lovely micro loan. Lovely has given me the steps and connections that I need to turn my passion into a business. It's a business that I, as a single mother, can run with ease, all the while teaching my kids some business essentials so that they will go down a different path other than the one that I chose. So check out Lovely online at ourlovelystore.com. We're also on Instagram as Lovely Enterprises and on Pinterest. Or you can come visit us in person at 1500 Columbus Avenue, Waco, Texas. Everything we make and sell is ethically sourced and socially responsible. Listen, if you're a boutique owner, we can also create a wholesale account for you, just like we do with our friends at Magnolia. When you shop Lovely, you literally change lives. Which reminds me of the other night at our house show we did. I know. Those fireside shows are so fun. Guys. So we're doing this new thing called Fireside. Yeah. And it's intimate house show. Kind of a mini Wild Torch. We're bringing Wild Torch to your living room. Five to ten couples. You know, 20 people. You don't need more than that. Right. Have some wine. Have some food. Hear stories. Hear some stories. And it turned into... <laughs> what can you play? 
Oh now, my gosh. Here's, here's the thing. So we went in with a little bitty set list with, you know, some cover stuff and some of our own stuff and definitely some stories. But then at some point, did you hear that burp? I did. Just... I was pretending like it didn't. Oh, Sorry, listeners. We don't do edits here, people. No, we're it's going. straight. Right. So, so then it turned into this one guy goes, um, hey, Brett, do you know Contigo by, <laughs> by uh, George Strait? And if you do, I'll give you $1,000. Oh, my God. Which I was like, crap, I don't know the song, but I'll learn it. So then we pulled it up on YouTube, and I listened to it really quickly, and then we played it. And played Contigo. And here's the is- deal. Here's what I don't realize. So I can play by ear. Yeah. And just give me, just let me hear five seconds of it and I can play it. I don't think that's a big deal. Right. But apparently that was kind of a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess I assume everybody can do that. And I need to realize that not everybody can do that. Well, I think you don't, I don't think you assume everybody can do that because you sure as heck know I can't do that. But you well, don't. I mean, I don't, I mean like music people. But, but here's the deal. There are music people who can't do that. Well, and not everybody just has a musician sitting around in their house that they go, hey, can you play this or that? I mean, yeah, I know. it's, yeah. So I think you're assuming that people actually appreciate it. Yeah. I think you're assuming. You, well, you, I hope they do. I think they do. Well, no, the sorry. Other night, you're I will say you're this. assuming that, that people maybe don't, don't or even don't even ignore or they don't know that it's happening. But what yeah. was cool about the other night is that they all did because they yeah. were like, oh my gosh, can you do this? And, we went everywhere from Cindy Lauper time after time. You to, made me do that that one with Bradley Cooper and oh my gosh! Well, they were the like, monster. "Can you sing Shallows?" So we had <laughs> never done that Shallow song, <laughs> and you have the iPhone in front of my face uh-huh. with I'm the like, lyrics. Sing it, babe! Sing it! You actually have still never seen the movie. I st- I need to see it's it. So good, but I think we could. Yeah, that great. may be our next. Okay. Maybe well, our, we may need to do that next to uh, <laughs> Islands in the Stream. <laughs> it is so fun. Singing brings so much joy. And I think music, that's one of the things that helps us keep going in the work and in this space that we're holding in so much suffering, some of the world's greatest evils and some of the deepest trauma. And so music just gives us a way. It's like, it like increases our capacity to hold suffering. Well, it's like that old adage, a spoonful of sugar helps the mm. medicine go down. Mm-hmm. I will say on any given day, we hear or experience or see horrific stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be able to go home or even in that moment, I mean, we have a piano here in the office. Yeah. To put some music helps mm-hmm. it helps it find its proper way. Yeah, into and I our wish souls. there was. I always want more space for it. I always want more space for music. I feel like if music dies, kind of, I, I quit breathing. So in my my daily practice, if I have rituals, and all of us have rituals, things that we do, whether they're healthy or unha- unhealthy, we we do these things ritualistically. And my car. And I'm driving so much because I'm still driving kids around. And so I carry my iPhone and I'm continually just, I don't turn the radio on. I don't listen to a lot of music when I'm alone in the car. And it just becomes a portal. It becomes just a place where I can tune in and I can just kind of be amused to whatever spirit is leading me to think and sing on. And so my iPhone voice memos are very full um, and some of those songs will never see the light of day. They probably don't even need to, but it's therapeutic for me to just, to sing. It's so vulnerable to sing by yourself. I still 
feel weird when I sing in the shower. You know, and I think that's probably the, that's why I know I'm a singer because I feel fully alive when I'm singing. You don't feel weird ever? Mm -mm. No. I think I remember a few times, of course, getting nervous or stage fright and the blank that some, here's what happens. Your mind, like my mind sometimes loses all the lyrics and the second before I'm supposed to come in, they all come back. So there's like a brain there's like a brain fart that happens to me on stage where it's like I lose everything and then it reloads. It's like restarting your computer in the oh, yeah, ninth that. hour, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, come on, is it going to work? Yeah. And, and it does and it comes back. But um, I just have to take deep breaths and just trust my, trust my mind, trust my voice, trust my body and like fully let go. But yeah, it, I mean, I'm not saying I don't have experience any kind of stage fright or any kind of nerves. Cause I certainly do. And maybe that's, I'm not, I'm also not performing at the Grammys all the time <laughs> or anything, you know, like I don't have like huge stages that I'm just singing for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be another reason why I'm just not, I'm like, this is just, this is part of who I am and I feel really alive doing it. Yeah. I love it. Who, who would you say are your musical mentors? Oh, well, gosh, they're all over the map. My earliest memories were learning, like I have already said, to Cindy Lauper. She was the first concert my mom took me to, which I'll forever be grateful for because um, I got to see. What are you playing? If you lost. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time after time. What a great song. She's just a great songwriter. So I didn't necessarily jive with her voice as much as I did appreciate her musicianship and um and so and I loved that well what I loved about her voice was it was a unique voice it was unique and she just leaned into it fully um you know Whitney Houston for sure for sure learned all the things Whitney just man gave favorite Whitney song favorite Whitney song um Hold on. I love Where Do Broken Hearts Go. Where do broken hearts yeah. go? Yeah. I love I like that, that song. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, I also remember dancing a lot and making up some routines and singing to the Pointer Sisters growing up. As I got older, my musical taste probably expanded a whole lot and grew to include lots of different genres. Um, when I got to college, a friend handed me a Patty Griffin CD and I fell in love. Mm -hmm. I also, you know, at that time was learning a lot of worship music too. And so Christy Knuckles, I remember somebody giving me the, the sons and daughters CD and, um, and, um, yeah, so just kind of all over, all over the map, but I'm loving Maggie Rogers right now. I think she's she's a really cool. cool artist out there um I'm all, i also love her and then i really love di- her her, her <laughs> you stop it you're being silly i am anyway um yeah of course I, and i love listening there's an artist out of houston um who's just so smart and so powerful toby nguigwe and if you do not follow him you need to because he is blowing up he's blowing up he's blown up and i just appreciate his form so much yeah, and his message, really, really powerful. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, music mentors are important. How about yours? Mm, you know, Bruce. Yeah, 
Hornsby, that is. Bruce Hornsby is my, my piano mentor. I don't know when I first heard him, but when I heard him and I heard his chord constructions, it broke something off in me. Mm. And you took me to see him for the very first time just mm-hmm. a couple of years ago for my birthday, and it was a religious experience. Yeah. I mean, just to hear what he does. and mm-hmm. I mean, he's sick trained. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if Gosh. you listen to... I mean, the way that I play is a mm. hack version of him, <laughs> but in the way that I construct chords, mm. they remind me a lot of him because that's yeah. what I listen to piano-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Coldplay's fun to listen to. Yeah. And you know, another great band that we've discovered locally from some of our friends is Night Traveler. Night, we almost said Nightshade, but it's <laughs> Night, that would be a vegetable. It's Night Traveler. Night Traveler. So if you want to hear some really new music that sounds like you're in the 80s. Oh, it totally sounds like... um, It's it's brilliant. Stranger Things a little bit. Yeah, like a soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, it's brilliant because, you know, I couldn't believe when I went to see them, they just played at Common Grounds and and I took Lucy and of course she was like swooning. You know, she loved, she was like, oh my gosh, they're so good and they're so cute. and, And they are, and it was great. But, you know, it was me... And all these college kids, but there was one other like dad with a gray beard, like yours. Yes. And we were just like, oh my gosh, we are, are you kidding me? All these college kids are loving it. This is what we this grew up on. No, you know? And here's what's funny. And they're young. They know. Those guys are young and yeah, we actually know. did their youth camp, which yes. even made it even stranger. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're just, old. yeah. But yeah, Night Traveler, bringing the 80s no, back, man. so good. All over Spotify. Yep. 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 I love it. Music has always been a way, of course, too, for me to make fun the things that I find humorous, like momming. And so the mother side became something that I did a parody on um, years ago. <laughs> I think that's, is that too high? Yeah, that's too high. That's the wrong Oh, key. it is? Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's it's a parody of Adele. You can find it on YouTube. It was so much fun and just on a whim to do because it it is the way I process some of the craziness. It was that we brilliant handled. and it blew up. I yeah, mean, it, it went viral and it was on the Today Show and that was fun. Yeah, it was fun times. Hello from the mother side. You can go look at it on YouTube. Yeah. What about Worth the Fight? I love this song. This song I wrote. Um, Maybe it was on our. That was not. I'm, I want you to keep talking. I'm oh, just warming up talk. over okay. here. Okay, do it. Um, probably a couple of years ago when we were going through a super challenging, um, I think, season of growth within JSL. And, you know, the backbone of who we are is built on love. And the reality is that love is the simplest and hardest thing that we ever do in the world, making a space for love. Have you forgotten how it goes? Oh, I'm in. I'm okay. ready when you are. So um, anyway, I love this song because it it reminds me that it's worth, it's worth what we're doing. It's worth the fight, no matter if guns are firing all around us and we are finding ourselves in the middle of a literal, which in many cases our women and culture is a literal... Mm firestorm um, and shrapnel is hitting us or whether it's metaphorically a a tornado of violence that we are living on, living in internally. Um, We have to know that to love is absolutely a foundation we can build on and it's worth it. 
We we started a whoa when we found love was worth fighting for, and you you carried a fire that kept us safe in the dead of night, and now I hope we'll rise. And we can see, oh, the sun it will shine. Guns firing all around me, swords drawn, and I am running. Stay by my side. So much loss I can't feel until you touch me, melt every fear and hold me through. Saying love is worth the fight. See how a simple day it turns around and life sides take. Every step, every choice we make becomes the road that we head. Let hope arise, and we can see. Oh, the sun it will shine. Guns firing all around me, swords drawn, and I am running. And still you're by my side. So much loss I can't feel until you touch me, melted. Well, guys, this is what happens when you're in the midst of a live podcast. Our piano's gone. It just stopped. But you got a taste of the song, and it's okay, because we what? don't really need to do it over again. Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> we were like in the stopped midst. on so much tension. Babe, what if this happens, though, right? Live. Well, if this happens live, then I would just reset everything. How? I if mean, could, I could do would, that, and we could edit this out, but we're not going to be able to play any more songs. Let's it not do up. it. It locked up. It's frozen. That's the joys of technology. But I will say this. While you were singing your heart mm-hmm. out there, this little butterfly just flew over, mm-hmm. and he landed right on the window and was watching you. Wow. That's cool. I still hear a sustained pedal. I hear some sort of something going on. Oh. That is so bonkers. Well, that's okay. Music is music is what it takes for us to continue the fight. And we would love more chances, I think, to play for uh, people to share stories in music and connect with others who are really in the in the lane of bringing more love and goodness and light into the world. So well, and even what I mean, we love to entertain. We love to have friends over and have dinner. How fun is it to have live music it's at a awesome. dinner party? It's so much fun. It's it's really, it's how music started, right? It's how it, it began was people playing. I mean, we didn't have sound systems. We didn't have all that back in the day, you know? Yeah. It was like 
we evolved sitting around campfires and sitting around, um, well, they weren't campfires. They were the only fires that people had to stay alive. And music became a part of the narrative of humanity. Well, so. I will say this, and it, it may be a shameless plug. I don't know. But I would, we would love to come to your home. Absolutely. We don't care where it is. We'll, we'll come, come there. We'll come. Just we'll send come your gather. jet down and get us. We'll, come, we'll go. <laughs> gather your friends. Gather. We can do it at the building, too. If you have friends and you want to come to our space, and we've got a beautiful grand piano around here, and I don't know what that was. Something's happening at that computer over Good there. gosh. But we would love it. Fireside shows. You can contact Brett with two Ts at JesusSaidLove.com. Um, that's his email address, and he would love to book um, a chance to come and yeah, play. We'll come and we'll tell you stories it. and it'll be fun. All right. This, hey, I'm sorry my piano acted up. That's okay. It's kind of a bummer. I've learned to roll with it. I'm hearing a Steve Winwood song. <laughs> no, roll with it, baby. Remember that song? Uh huh. There you go. That's what you got to learn to do. I love doing this with you. I love doing it with you too, Brett. It's fun. It's good to hear your story again in many different ways just proves we still have so much to learn from each other it also proves the music is not dead it's not dead it is mm-hmm. always right below the surface mm-hmm. just yeah. waiting for an opportunity to come out yeah. and it doesn't even have to come out for people i mean yeah. i love sitting here and playing myself yeah and obviously we know your nonprofit or your organization or your business um may not have the capacity to do music but um, you may not be a musician yourself, but I think it's fair to say lots of people appreciate it. And it is at the core of of how we tell our stories. And so, yeah, if, if you want to talk more about that and how we can help make music for you and make music for your organization, we love being a part of that too. Um, side note, I write jingles all the time. And so if you <laughs> if you need a jingle, I'm your girl. Um, and if you need a parody, that's you, right. you really hit those out of the park. That's true. I love doing it. <laughs> hey, I have to also, if you haven't listened to the Andrew. Oh, man. Andrew, what's his name? Andrew Peterson? Mm-hmm. Is that his last name? Yeah. What's the song name of the he song? He is. He is. I think. Whoa. Yeah, it's great. There's a video of him. I can't remember, ever remember names of songs yeah. or people, but. Andrew Peterson, is he worthy? Mm -hmm. And it's this one he just posted with, it's a 400 voice choir. Yeah, it's beautiful. I was a wreck. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It is, even if you're not a believer. Right. Just the the intentionality of the music and the voices and the, Mm -hmm. whoa, look out for it. Well, if you have a song you want us to play on the podcast, we'd be happy to hear it from you. So just email us your request and um and if it's one of of course if it's one of our songs we can play that we can't play other people's songs because we have to pay a lot for it we can play 30 seconds of it there you go and so shout us out let leave us you know leave us a message follow us on instagram jesus said love you can also follow us personally i am love waco and brett is ba mills and then of course you can email us at any time brett two t's at jesussaidlove.com or emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at jesussaidlove.com. And you want to make sure you subscribe Subscribe. to the podcast because here's the deal. Next week, we're going to be recording on location. And it's a big secret of where we're going. Yeah, we're not going to tell you. And the only way you're going to find out is if you subscribe or subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, you'll get a notification. Again, iTunes, Spotify, or jesussaidlove.com backslash podcast. So thank you all for listening with us today. Emily, as always, remember to share the love. 
Hey, thanks for joining the Jesus Said Love podcast. We are so glad you have chosen to awaken hope and empower change with us. We want to remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a review Yes, because your voice matters. It's how we get this message into the world. And lastly, be sure to follow Jesus Said Love on Instagram and Facebook for up-to-date info and visit the website at jesussaidlove.com for how you can join the JSL fam. Until next time. Share the love.